Hello, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Insights and Communications Executive at AMBA and BGA. Today I'm here with Meriton Sheffer, who tells me all about her recent travels through Spain and how that has impacted her insights into business, why diversity in organisations is just so important, and her global STARS framework. Here's that conversation. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your career, please? Yes, thank you, Ellen. So nice to be on this podcast. Um, So my name is Mirtan. I am um, 36 years old and uh, I am originally from Holland, where I uh, grew up in a really small town uh, in the middle of the Netherlands, together with my parents, two brothers and um, one sister who, um, yeah, one disabled sister who is no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, but it's an important part of my story, so that's why I, uh, I mention it here. Um, yeah, so basically my family uh, runs a demolition business and yeah, they started it 30 years ago. So I've been always be surrounded by, by business, basically. And it's that, I think because of that, that I started my business 12 years ago during the last year of, uh, of university. Um, when I was asked by Mercedes-Benz to do market research for them. And um, yeah, ever since I, uh, I've been working as an external uh, yeah, guide for local entrepreneurs, national companies, municipalities, NGO foundations. And I did a lot in professional football. Um, I set up an award-winning corporate social responsibility department for a football club. And I worked as a strategic and trusted advisor on board level for the National Football Association. And yeah, I worked for global brands such as Mercedes-Benz, Pepsi-Cola and uh, BDO as a, uh, yeah, basically as a strategic uh, and marketing advisor. So that's in, in short, a little bit of my professional background. So when I was researching you for the podcast, I noticed that you've been traveling around Spain and I was just wondering how your recent travels have kind of impacted your approach to business. Yes. Well, um, yeah, it's, it was my, it was always my dream. So, um, it impacted my approach like totally. (laughs) Um, so maybe I can give a little bit background how I started my career and then I can, um, yeah, I can, I I can tell you better, like how it impacted my, uh, my approach to business. So, um, I started my career basically from the content side of marketing and communication, um, developed a lot of strategies, campaigns, and yeah, I was working like alongside companies. And along the way, I noticed that my value and, and also my energy is, um, yeah, is, is best manifest at places where change and innovation and creativity meet each other in order to transform the future. And this can be on an individual level. And I strongly believe it always starts with you, eh? the leader, the person, the entrepreneur, but it can also transform on an organizational level. And um, the past few years, I've been yeah, searching a little bit as well myself um, in like, um, yeah, how do I want to design my own company? So how do I uh, leverage my purpose and maximize it in a way that works good for me? And um, 
yeah, last year, uh, it's, yeah, it's already a year and a half ago now, when the first uh, wave of COVID came, I, I was working for a lot of big companies and yeah, they all shut down. So, so I couldn't do my work anymore. And yeah, I experienced a very personal loss back then um, and, and together made me decide to start traveling. And so actually my first stop was London. <laughs> um, so I was in London for seven months to follow uh, a high-end public speaker program. And yeah, uh, after the, lock the third lockdown, uh, I was yeah, a little bit tired of being in, in a city alone and, <laughs> and not, yeah, not able to move around as I, uh, yeah, as I like. Um, so I decided to leave the city and to follow my dream, and that's to work and live from Spain. And since February uh, this year, I've been moving around between the Spanish islands, and within the restrictions, of course, I did a lot of yeah, a lot of healing and, and personal work in those months. And I just finished my six-week road trip uh, on the mainland with my motorcycle. And for me, the purpose of this traveling was to decide where to live, like where in Spain, and what is the best place to run my three retreat programs for impact-driven leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs. So uh, I'm now in Estrella de Mallorca. I was looking at some of your pictures and I was so jealous. It looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um so so if you ask me like like how did it impact it, my approach to business, like like it totally turned around 180 degrees. So moving on to some of your businesses, um, I'd love to ask you a little bit more about your movement global stars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm really proud um, Proud of that. It's something that was uh, I came up with in, in London, so a year ago. And um, yeah, and this is also a little bit advice already for your, uh, for your audience. I think, um, um, you know, when you come up with something new, it always takes time to really, to, 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 I call it, yeah, you need to let it marinate. And then it becomes, in the end, <laughs> even better than what you thought in the beginning. And it's the same with Global Stars. It, it started as a, as more as a company idea, but then I realized like um, that, that is not the good form for me. And so along the way, it became more a philosophy. And the philosophy behind it is that we are all born a true star. I really believe that. And due to circumstances in your personal, professional life, you yeah not always develop that star till its fullest, or it gets damaged, or it doesn't yeah it's it's not shining as bright as you want it to be. And um, yeah, the other part of the philosophy is uh, has to do with the name star. It stands for she or he because I believe in both uh, triumphs, adversities, and rises. And what I've seen, yeah, with myself, but also with uh, the clients that I uh, I work with, that we um, we transform our adversities into uh, a professional power. So I call it that. Like, one of my programs is Purpose into Power program because I really believe that um, wherever you experienced some form of loss or pain. Um, um, yeah, loss of identity or, or even maybe for some people physical or mental abuse um, a, a lot of my clients transform that pain into a professional power to prevent others from happening the same and yeah I, I really believe that all this combined create like yeah beautiful stars and uh, um, 
I think we have, we can, um, yeah, we can inspire each other even more by sharing our stories. I couldn't agree more. Um, that sounds incredible. So I'd like to ask you a little bit more about um, diversity in organisations. And despite it being proven that diversity in leadership or of organisations leads to better results time and time again, there's still such a lack of diversity in boards all over the world. Why do you think there are less women on boards? Well, I think that when you when you work on a topic like this, you need to take in consideration that every process of change has different stages. And compare it to yourself. When you want to create a change, you uh, first need to experience the pain. And um, uh, then you, you think you become aware of things and you think, ah, okay, I want to do something about it. And then you start looking for information or ways on how you can do it. And now, before you get it implemented, it takes some time. So that is only for on a personal level. But if you, um, uh, how do you say, that? make that more abstract huh? on, the, on the global scale or on a board scale, then uh, you can imagine that even, even though there is an intention to do it, it doesn't automatically mean that the organization or the environment of the organization is A, ready for it, and B, has all the facilities and can make the change immediately. So I think that time is also a big uh, element when it comes to change. So, and and I am assuming now huh, that all the boards have the intention to have more female board members. Um uh, it's it's an it's a different story if they don't have the intention. But then I I go in a little bit more like organizational philosophy. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the right podcast now. But um, yeah, I I think this is one of the biggest uh, the biggest things. And how can other women support women in their organizations? Do you think? To answer this question, I'm going because I'm I'm answering it from my perspective, huh, from my experiences. So. Um, um, yeah, I want to use some of the steps that I use in my STAR program and uh, I'll explain what they contain. So um, basically, I always follow five steps when it comes to women, because um, uh, I think that men and women uh, yeah, uh, benefit from a slightly different approach. And for women, for me, it's the first thing that, that we can do is enrich the soul. So I really believe that I don't believe in functional working. So I don't believe in money, only money driven businesses and intentions. I believe in heart driven business. And um, I think that every one of us, and maybe you can relate to it um, uh, as a woman, we, we are born uh, we are natural creators and huh? we are born to build like, like even physically we are born to build. So we have this empathy and we can guide from a place of love and compassion without losing sight of the higher goal. And I think that if you um, tap into that, uh, yeah, beautiful place of wisdom inside a woman that, and, and leverage from there that we not only help the organization, but we help, her as uh, her in the first place so i believe in strengthen her like the woman and therefore strengthen the organization and the second one is empower the mind so the next step um, is to empower the mindset um, let, um, increase the leadership skills um, work on the professional positioning internal and external and actively work on the mindset because 
we women have a lot of limiting beliefs <laughs> and even though we're not always aware of them, but they stand in our way and we make ourselves smaller. And sometimes we get overwhelmed by, yeah, maybe the higher goal. And then we, we, we don't know how to take the next steps. So um, yeah, empower the mind is, uh, uh, is, is, is for that purpose. And to be able to turn the vision that, that they have into reality. Um, the third one I use is elevate the strategy. So we have uh, enrich the soul, empower the mind, and then elevate the strategy. Because if you if you have the first two correctly, then we know exactly what it is that, for example, you want or you, what your vision is for your business organization. But to turn it into reality, you need a vehicle. So you need like a concept, a strategy that facilitates that vision. And you need to, um, yeah, discover and design this piece by piece. I, I really believe in, in a tailored approach. And I always walk alongside my clients, like during this whole process and, and experience, because it, it is an experience and you, you grow as a person, you grow as a leader and you grow as an organization. So you need to have a good vehicle, a good strategy to, uh, to facilitate you on that. Um, so then the fourth one is unite uniqueness. So when I was preparing also for this podcast, I was thinking like back on, on, on the many times that I felt alone and, and lonely in this journey because it's, yeah, it's not always rainbows and what is it? Rainbows and butterflies, I think. <laughs> um, you, when you have a vision and especially as a woman and especially as a female entrepreneur or leader in an organization that you want to, 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 uh, uh, to grow to the next level, yeah, there will always be um, people that cannot follow you immediately or misunderstand maybe what, what your intentions are. Um, because what we are doing here, the way I'm describing it now, requires a really high level uh, of all the skills that we talked about. And that's why we need to accept that we are unique and that our path to realizing our dreams is therefore also unique. It it just takes more time when you when you... Uh, um, yeah, when you set something up from the heart. And I believe that if you connect with like-minded souls and like-minded people um, that also have a unique path, then you will feel inspired and empowered in a way that, that goes beyond your imagination. And then the last one, the fifth one is collaborating. I call it collaborating with the stars. Um, yeah, so when you are ready to really take it to the next level, you can start collaborating and not from a place of desperation, what you, you see a lot of people do. And we've all been there, me too, uh, because you needed money, because you felt alone or whatever. But um, it is so much more powerful when you can... Um, uh, connect from a level of elevating of like being on the same level and yeah so I, I really believe in bringing this all uh, all together so all the right stars are aligned yeah I love the idea that women are put here to create I think that's such a stick. Ah, lovely idea. yes thank you <laughs> Um, so I know you kind of touched on it before, but um, I was reading about your entrepreneurial journey um, and I just would love to know more about your motivations to start your organizations. Yeah, so um, for me as well, they come from personal losses. And um, when we talk about my, my star, let's say, honestly, I think I have been developing that for two years only now to this full extent. 
And the reason um, that I do it now is because what I said, I lost my uh, business due to COVID. And I'm really happy that happened, by the way, or because like for losing my business, I found myself. So that's, yeah, that's quite, uh, quite an achievement. And um, yeah, I lost like my twins due to miscarriage at the same time. So for me, a year and a half ago was really enough is enough moment. Um, but there's something else before, and that that relates back to when I was young. When I was 11, I was uh, I already had two brothers, and my younger sister was born, and she turned out to be a multi disabled girl who couldn't walk, couldn't talk, couldn't take care of herself. Um, yeah, basically was dependent. Yeah, very dependent on uh, on the care of my parents. Uh, which automatically, yeah, you can imagine that it takes a lot of time and energy to take care of uh, of a girl like this. And um, therefore, in my teenage years, I was never actually be really uh, taught how to develop my own identity. And um, that resulted from resulted for me in like searching really long time of my life, like never feeling really. Uh, fulfilled. And even though I I won awards with my strategies I came up with, I I did a lot of great things. I was building identities for other people and and their businesses, but never for myself. And yeah, the moment a year and a half ago after, uh, yeah, losing the babies and losing the business, I was like, uh, no, now it's time for me. And not from an ego perspective, but I felt like, um, I can help and inspire so many people by sharing my story. Uh, and I needed to get ready for that. And yeah, that's what I did on my travelings, of course, as well. So that's a little bit background on my motivations to start my organizations. You kind of mentioned loneliness being kind of a challenge to people starting up. What has been the biggest challenge for your entrepreneurial journey? Or have you had other challenges that have be more significant? Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just mentioned two. <laughs> um, and I think being an entrepreneur in general means that, or an entrepreneur leader, CEO, it's, for me, it's the same. Um, I think that we all have in common that we see something that someone else doesn't see yet. And the biggest challenge, I think, is the for me, like the life, life of a game changer. Like I have a game changer profile. I, I, I transform the future. I, I, the whole day I, I, I come up with new concepts, ideas, strategies for myself, my clients, for, for everyone. And it, it can be lonely because it's a very rare profile. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have a similar profile. So for me, that's, that's the biggest challenge that is, that is always there, but it becomes better in time because you learn and you grow. What would your advice be to an entrepreneur setting up their first business? Yeah. So I, uh, I was really thinking about this question because it's, um, uh, yeah, it's a very important one. And I think that it's good to get help in the early stages and not wait on, not wait till you need it. And when you ask for that help, try to find people around you that are a little bit further, more experienced than you, but also not too far away to disconnect from where you are and find people and a support system around you and involve them in, in your process of growth. And the person that is, is helping you in the beginning might not be the same as the person who's helping you in a year or two years from now. And so always always be flexible with that. 
And the second thing I would say, and maybe it's a little bit cliche, but trust your heart um, because it's talking to you in a language only you can hear and give yourself the permission to dream big and follow through on those dreams and don't be distracted who, who doesn't see, get or share your vision. And the only person who needs to believe in the beginning in your vision is you. And you don't need to ask for permission if you can do it. If you see it, if you can see it, if you can believe it, if you long for it, then go create it. That's my advice. <laughs> you must meet very impressive leaders all the time. And I was wondering if from that experience, you'd found a set of characteristics that kind of add up to a great leader? Or do you think that anyone could be a good leader? No, definitely not. And it's it's funny, this question, because I recently wrote a blog on it. <laughs> um, so... I made like a blog about the characteristics, sorry, it's a little bit difficult word for me, uh, of an impact leader. So uh, like um, for me, the definition of an impact leader is someone who um, has a business or runs an organization for the, for the purpose of helping other people uh, or the planet or doing something to uh, improve this, uh, a certain social environment. So the five characteristics that I um, see, like in, that are common, uh, is one is that impact leaders see beyond the existing within the range of their reach. Uh, whether this is local or global, it's the people with an imagination for change, for development, for innovation, and for transformation, big and yes, small, like if, if that even exists, because I think change is always big, no matter how small it is, if that makes sense. Um, and I can give you an example of it if you want. That would be great. Yeah. So one of my clients that I am guiding is one woman in the Netherlands. I have clients all over the world, but this is, uh, yeah, it's a, a Dutch one. And what if I tell you that I empowered one woman to become a leading catalyst for change in the educational sector in the Netherlands and therefore is building her dream business to change the lives of students forever and therefore for all the other students that will follow, for teachers, parents, and hopefully the school board as well. So you have one leader, one mission, but multiple impacts. And we are creating programs and um, a system that will help teachers to identify the problems with the students better and to help them to, to guide the students better through their school life. So sometimes it's maybe one person, but that person can make such a big impact. And I love to work for people like that. Um, so the second characteristic <laughs> I see is there's no plan B for impact leaders when it comes to their mission. It's they're almost obsessed <laughs> with turning their vision into reality. I am, I know. It's not work, it's a lifestyle. It's a deep, deep fundamental belief that what you see, that what they see is worth manifesting. And it's it's yeah, it's 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 really pure and, and raw and unstoppable in a way. Um the third one is impact leaders have trust and patience in the long term. And once they envision, envisioned, yeah, envisioned the future they want to create, they trust themselves to make it happen. And at the same time, then they know it will take time and energy and investment to get there. And it's not always like a, a smooth road, but because of the trust and the patience, they, um, they know it will go into 
uh, work. And when you don't experience this trust or patience yet, you might consider asking someone some guidance from a professional to help you strategize your uh, your mission. Um, the fourth one, uh, impact leaders are willing to take risks. And the way I see it, it takes courage and a certain kind of boldness actually to step up and stand out and because that's what you do as an as a great leader as an impact leader and again it doesn't matter on what scale it's equally courageous if you embrace your purpose in a way that that you lead your community from a to b and in order to do that you have to take risks that others don't take and they the leaders that i know and work with know that they can't create impact without change and change comes when you take risks. So it's, it's actually like a, yeah, a circle. So whether ac- accurately calculated or driven by your gut feeling, it's a characteristic characteristic <laughs> wow. that divides the leaders from the followers. And last but not least, number five of, um, is impact leaders struggle with leveraging their work for the purpose of personal branding that will lead to collective inspiration. Now, what do I mean by that? Although it's a little bit a different type, but I think this is also a characteristic that needs to be addressed. And I see it happen like all the time with people I guide and advise from local to global level. They seem to forget to like claim their contribution and not for the purpose of their own ego, but for the purpose of inspiring others. And if you ask me, this is what can create even more, I call it side effect impact. So by sharing your vision, mission and approach with other impact leaders, you give and get inspiration for the next, yeah, for your next project or for your business or, and it's not selfish or showing off. I think it's selfish not to do it. So those were my characteristics. (laughs) Very nicely guided me on to my last question there. What's next? So what's next is now, um, um, yeah, in general, make the world a better place by guiding the people that we talked about and um, the programs I am setting up now on Mallorca, so in Spain, going to be very retreats, special retreat programs for impact leaders. And uh, we have three editions. So we have, uh, we're going to do a house edition, a home edition in a beautiful uh, uh, finca here on the island. We're going to do an edition with a bike because I also have a lot of clients that have a bike and yeah, I drive myself. So it's... Um, Yeah, it's very nice to combine it. And the other program we're going to do is on the Catamaran. So um, very special, unique program on the Catamaran with maximum of three other of three leaders that, um, yeah, I will uh, uh, guide really back to themselves and uh, from there transform it to professional power. And my long term, um, uh, I want to work for more NGO organizations, this is for non-governmental organizations or social enterprises to help them create more professional impacts. Uh, because I really believe that there should be more, I call it connecting purpose into business and business into purpose. And um, I want to travel for that. I want to visit like countries where a lot of these organizations are located, like South America, South Africa. and. Yeah, the other next thing, last but not least, I am yeah ready to share my personal story more to inspire others and also to inspire the younger generation. And I really believe that we need to teach them our lessons and learnings and not our systems. So that's my uh, that's my life goal. That sounds so exciting. And where can people find out more about these um, retreats? 
Yeah, so um, we're currently working very hard on the website. It's, it's meertescheffer.com. So I will uh, I will maybe type it under the podcast because it's, it's a little bit difficult maybe for people to spell. And um, yeah, on my social media channels, like on my LinkedIn, um, th- this is my biggest communication channel. And for people who want to see more about my consulting business, they can go to breeze with three E's and a Z dot N-U. But the best way to uh, to do is just to contact me via via LinkedIn, and then we will, uh, yeah, we can uh, we can see what's uh, the best way to get the information to you. Perfect. Well, it's been absolutely amazing speaking to you. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you so much, Samaritan, for being on the podcast. If you'd like more thought leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition.